0: Hello and welcome back to an almost typical brown girl. I'm your host, an almost typical brown girl, M. shop. Hold on. Alright. Uh. What is crackalacking my dudes? It's finally Friday, the 12th. I have so many. Yeah, the 12th. I have so many cool things in store for you guys. So, um. This episode, we have an interview with a very smart person, but that's gonna be near the end. Um. So you know, be excited for that. Um. I'm anticipating that this episode will be be like a little longer because of the interview. So I'm gonna try and like keep this part, like the non-interview part, (laughs) fairly short. Awesome. Next, I have already started, guys. Okay. Wow. I feel like so responsible now. I've already started working on next week's episode. Except I might, like, post what I've been working on a little earlier because, you know me, I like to rush stuff, you know. Um No, so I've been listening this morning. Well, actually, you know what you guys will find out next week. Uh, okay, so, um first of all, oh my gosh, guys, I've been waiting for this Friday since, like, last Friday afternoon. Now, if you guys remember, I'm sorry, there was a hackathon last Friday afternoon, and I actually started by talking time, I don't know, We started talking about diabetes with my brother. Um, That wasn't a technical, like, interview. I was just, like, really tired, and I had to finish the episode, and my brother came, and I was like, you know what, like, I'm also kind of tired now. It's pretty early. It's only 9.20, but, you know. Um, Wow, I have so much to say brain dead yeah so the hackathon we did not my my teammates and i did not you know get top three we weren't expecting it because it was like our very first hackathon we were just it was so exciting to sorry be part of it i i mean we definitely lost marks for um <laughs> i talk a lot so uh we went a little overtime, but you know what we had a pretty strong idea and like a oh my grandma's calling guys i would totally have my grandmother on this podcast as well i'm just not sure like how she would like like you know like nanny was was uh, like you want to be on my podcast and she'd be like what the hell well actually she said in urdu but i don't know how you say it, what the hell in urdu i'm gonna ask my mom well how would my mom react to me asking that you know you know like nanny like you want to be on my podcast and she'd be like okay whatever you crazy person anyways i'm getting off topic um so, you know, let's jump in right in. I have so much to talk about today. You know what, guys? Having two courses this semester is really, like, it's really spiced up my life. So, you guys are getting a lot. <laughs> so depressing. Having one other s- subject to study has really made my life way more interesting. That's just so depressing. Okay. So, um. wow, I'm, like, incredibly tired. Hold on. A little bit of water there. Okay. So my duders. I need a life. I've started watching a lot of Joanna Cedio recently. And, um, she's a really great, like, I really enjoy her content. She's, like, the right amount of chaotic. Um, I still haven't done my Duolingo. Oh, my God. Uh, oh. So, Joanna Cedio. really appreciate her. I really like her. Uh. I don't really know what else to say. I've been like okay, so honestly when I started so I started watching Joanna Cedia last year in twenty nineteen before coronavirus. Um I wanna say like November of twenty nineteen. I was gonna say last year, but last year was like twenty twenty. So um yeah, but then I like, kinda like she didn't release a lot of content for a long while. I think before the video she released this, wow, I'm being so creepy right now, it was, like, I believe it was the blackmailing one? Or maybe the one after that? I don't know, it wasn't, like, she hadn't released, oh, no, it was the one where she painted the family portrait. And then she didn't really release anything for a while, so, like, um, you know, I was just, like, whatever. <laughs> you know, doing my own normal shenanigans. And, like, I watched her, the one where she was talking about her eczema. And I'm definitely saying that wrong. And then I was saying about like how much this podcast, because like you know, if, when you if you watch Joanna's videos, you'll notice like it's pretty random, and like she covers it pretty well, and she has she speaks very eloquently and all that. But like you know, like it's, I feel like our energies are the same, equal but opposite, where she's like super, like, prepared, and she, like, presents stuff in a funny way, and I present stuff in a funny way, but I'm not prepared. Uh, we're already five minutes into this episode, and I didn't really even start, like, anything. So, real quick, academic segment, guys, do I have a lot to talk about academically today. Alright, okay. so this week, uh, it was, it has been a week and a half since this course has began. I've already completed one calculus test like already um because apparently my teacher just has no chill. my teacher has been teaching calculus every year since 94 except for one year he didn't teach one year from 94 to now and he's taught calculus every single year so um you know there's that now calculus what can i say There's a lot of new concepts introduced in calculus that, like, you're not... I I mean, personally, like, I did a little calculus over the summer. Not the summer. Over my second quadmester. Just a tiny bit, you know. We just talked a bit about limits. And we didn't really talk a lot about derivatives. And, um, so, you know, it was... I wasn't expecting it... I've been doing my work studiously for a week and a half, which honestly I have to say is impressive. Like by now I would have given up. But we march on. So we've already had one test. My teacher is going like he's running through the course. I remember, I think I mentioned this last week, right? Yeah, I did, because that was my first class, and I was like, I'm gonna write the notes the night before. I don't know why, I'm just gonna, and I did, and then my teacher. My teacher like ran through it and i was like oh my god thank the lord i did that and so now i have to copy down the notes like before class every day and it's getting, getting annoying but you know i really want to do well in this course um don't believe me Jazz watch oh the we weekend f- performed at the super bowl i didn't watch it yet
1: maybe i should watch
0: it now Well, maybe I should start on YouTube. So, um, wait, I'm getting off track. Yes, mathematics. We had our first test. I said that a million times. Now, um, before the tester teacher specifically said, he's like, guys, do not, like, uh, sorry. What was I saying? Ah, Do not, do not what? What's the Casper test? a bunch of Canadian universities. Okay. Don't cheat, okay? That's what he said. He's like, guys, don't cheat because there are a bunch of different versions. Now, um, I guess some people just did not heed his warnings because the next day... Okay, so first of all, we had... So first of all, I finished the test on time and I submitted it before 2.30, which was when we were supposed to submit it by. And... Uh, you know, like, I didn't get any marks deducted, thankfully, but then I check the, the, uh, class website, and it's, like, something along the lines of, my dude's, like, you know, if you haven't submitted your test yet, submit it, otherwise I'm gonna cut 10% off your test, or 10 marks, There's one of the two, and, um, you know, naturally I was a little confused, I was like, who, who is... Why would you not do that? And um, so, you know, there's that. And then he, later that night, he and marks tests very fast, this teacher. Later that night, he had another post. He's like, fun reading or something like that. And then, like, leaf sees and then the, the post that guys, you know, like, have a look at this link. Uh, a lot of universities will have similar codes. And it was the Code of Misconduct for the University of Toronto, and so we're like, oh, how interesting, and, you know, (laughs) someone must have cheated, and then he edited that post, and he went back, he's like, "Uh, good reading, reading, we're gonna discuss this in class tomorrow, don't cheat, and then in class, bro, when I tell you I was scared for this class, I was, so, this was yesterday, I was scared to go to class yesterday, he had his camera on, which he never does, and he's like, Ladies, because I go to non girls' school. Ladies, I should not be seeing cheating. And, like, he's like, I had a bunch of different versions, but apparently people didn't notice that. And they were, colla- he was using the word collaborating. He's like, and people were collaborating on their tests. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and he's like, you know, this is not, if this was something that was for a collab- we do not expect you to collaborate, you know? And, uh... He's like, I'm mad at the people who cheated, or not mad, disappointed, whatever. But even more so in the people who allowed the cheating to happen. Someone's upstairs. And then he's like, there were some people who didn't finish the test. He was also mad at them because in his mind, it should not take that long to uh, do a test. You know, and so he's like, you know, I gave you seventy five minutes for a test that ordinarily takes sixty five minutes and you know, there are people who handed it in half finished, but I'm I'm glad that they at least they had the honesty or whatever to not cheat. And so, um, I just give I've given up on the weekend thing. Uh and so, you know, blah 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 and I was like, Okay, sir, thank you. I I um, you know, I was expecting it to be a lot worse. It was okay. He's like, you know, I can't trust you, so I'm going to have to have the cameras on for the next test. And I was like, oh, you're going to make me... <sighs> Fine, if you insist. And so, you know, I don't mind. I have my marks. Philosophy, we watched a movie. We were... Or today, we were watching a movie. We were watching The Truman Show. First of all... Okay, popularity of the name Truman, because... I've never heard, I I mean, like, I've heard of the Truman Show before. Popularity of the name Truman. Because I, when I, like, I've heard of the Truman Show, and whenever I heard the name Truman, I just assumed it was a last name. Um. The name Truman reached its highest point at number two hundred forty-nine in terms of popularity in nineteen forty-five. So I thought Truman was the last name, so I was like, oh it's this dude, this is his last name, right? Um, it's not, it's his first name. I was a little, you know, confused by that. I honestly I didn't understand the plot because it was very quiet and so I think I'm gonna have to watch it on my own. In case we have to do an assignment on it i have to watch an hour of the truman show this week imagine being sad that you have to watch a movie for homework can't relate Ugh, i can um wait okay sorry i was just thinking uh we also okay this is i think this might end up being the title of this week's episode we had to so we were talking about logical fallacies in philosophy as one does and um, so she's like, you know, here's your assignment for logical fallacies. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, logical fallacies in modern media. That was your assignment. We had to find logical fallacies in modern media and find solutions to them. So, you know, naturally, as one's mind immediately thinks, Um, I thought of, sorry, like, naturally, I immediately thought of the Poopery ads. Um, and I'm sure you guys know what that is. It's silly. Um, do you hate pooping in public? I know the feeling. Something along the lines of that. And so it's this product that if you're, feces stinks you spray before you go to defecate in the toilet you spray it and uh, then your your feces will smell of nice things and people will be like oh my god now the ads are very dramatic um and so it it wasn't too hard to find logical fallacies but i had to watch like three or four of those ads so um you know and they're like talking about aerosols one of the logical fallacies i forgot what it's called it was like they brought an irrelevant thing and they were like talking about in case you guys are wondering uh the iphone 5 so the lady she's like you know well she said a lot of things she's like uh it has a rating of 4.8 stars on amazon.com or something um, that's even more than the iPhone 5. And then she throws the iPhone 5 in the trash. I was like, okay. That's what you want to do. Um, there was one with Santa. There was one, there was one, okay, so then there was these, this, so there was, like, I would say, so there was this, like, kind of subclass of the poopery ads, which is they put you in a situation, an uncomfortable situation where you have to uh, go number two. And euphemisms for for pooping. Uh, wow. Uh. So I'm sorry. I just have to do that for whatever reason. da da da. da. Do you guys want some ASMR just while I remember what I was saying? This is some cellophane. Oh wait, I should whisper. This is some cellophane that I, it was, it's for a uh, health bar, uh, like chocolate granola bar thing, Uh, because my family's kind of trying to be healthy these days, which is terrible for me because we don't have any candy at home. And um, I'm not very healthy, but I'm the healthiest in my family,
1: and so I'd like to to have candy. Thankfully we have a lot of oranges
0: and bananas and apples so I can make dried fruit. Um, you can't dry oranges,
1: need them. That's from Pukpuri, which is where Pukpuri got their name from. I hope you guys can hear me because I'm going to be very disappointed. This is a long episode, I apologize. So here's the cellophane of
0: I apologize for that, guys. What was I talking about? Truman Show. No poopery. So there's this subclass of poopery ads where they give you you're in a social situation, and they give you three options, in which one of the options is use poopery. And so there was this one where this dude went over to this girl's house for like after their date, and they were watching a movie, and he has to he has to go to the toilet, and you know, he's like, what am I gonna do? So the three options were. Light a match, which like please explain that. Use the girl's perfume, or use poopery. And so for the first one, the light a match one, um, <sighs> he 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 uses the toilet and he's like, wow, that stinks. And so he lights a match, and everything sets on fire. I don't know why that like that isn't even feasible. Like I don't understand. Was it like to like would the smell of smoke block the scent of your, like your, your butt fertilizer? Like you know, like explain it. And then the second one was prove I was like the other two made sense, but the light a match one really like, just did not make sense to me. Okay, and I think this should conclude my academic segment because this is this segment. This is, the interview. I know is gonna take at least thirty minutes. So. Um we jump right in with our um I'm sorry, I'm very close to the mic now. With our what segment is next. Uh you tell me. extracurricular. Yes, he's doing well. My stocks are dying. Um we have pumpkin pink, and we're going back to school next week. Oh my god, and then ESC is gonna be there in green and we're allowed to wear our grade colors. Our school has grade colors, and the grade 12's grade color is red, and so as a grade 12 I will wear red. Um, Pardon me I'm so excited oh my god I can't wait to go back to school I've been like dying here not gonna lie um and then this concludes the extracurricular segment because I have like five minutes left I know that if I don't wrap up in five minutes I'm not gonna have enough time for the interview so <laughs> I'm high energy and low energy at the same time um Okay, next segment, university segment. I have a bunch of university applications due soon, and I have not started, like, I've started them. I have to finish them now. That concludes the university segment. Entertainment segment. Boy, do I have a lot to talk about. First of all, Taylor Swift released the re-recording of a love story yesterday night at midnight. Yesterday at midnight. Yesterday morning at midnight. I don't know. And, um, boy, was I excited what the heck apparently she uh okay so she's calling it taylor's version there's oh my god six new bonus tracks on fearless i can't wait fearless has great hits okay imagine okay so um when 15 was first released which is on fearless so what year was fearless released Oh my god. Fear. And I don't know how it gets better than this. Take my hand from me first. Fearless. And I don't know. 2008, so it's trending right now. 2008, my sister was born, so I was five in 2008. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have a state. So, I mean, I was still sitting. So 2008, okay. Um, I was five when Fifteen first came out, and now, 13 years later, when I first listened to Fearless for the first time, I was 13, um, Fifteen I was in grade 10. First of all, Fearless is a great song anyways, okay? Like, um, who else can write her songs? She writes it herself. Fifteen is the second track on the album. I'm just so excited to hear Fifteen. Like, you know, when Taylor first wrote Fifteen, I'm pretty sure she would have been. 18 or first released 15 she was 18 and now she's releasing it again like almost 15 years later at 31 i would do the actual math but like i said calculus has absolutely fried my brain um okay first of all it's gonna sound great <clears throat> uh, i'm so excited you know like 15's so good what else is on here fearless honestly fearless is my least favorite taylor swift album Wow, some Swifties are going to get triggered. I am a Swiftie, by the way, for those of you who don't know. um, I'm a huge one. I just, I don't know. Like, overall, it has great tracks. There's, oh, uh, see, the tracks I don't like. My least favorite tracks by Taylor Swift probably are Change and Fearless, and they're both on this album, which is probably why I don't like the album. All right, so Fearless, I didn't like it a lot. Did I just say that? Honestly, I didn't like Fearless. I didn't like Love Story. I don't like you belong to me too much, so that's probably why it's my least favorite. Anyways, my point is we're going to be getting Fearless 15, love story. Love story we already got. Hey, Stephen. Uh, white horse, you belong to me. Breathe. Tell me why. You're not sorry. The way I loved you forever and always. Both versions, I think. The best day and change. Again in April, in April, guys, because there was a secret message April 9th. So excited! Uh, has anything happened in soccer? My are you talking to? You? My, my, my duders, okay. yes, sir, yes, sir. Be, it's to be on it. Yeah, that, she's, she's gonna have her own segment. Okay, uh, honestly, other than that, I can't think. So, guys, now after this, the interview will come up. I hope you guys enjoy it. I worked very hard, actually. So, if you guys remember from my Last interview with my mother, I didn't really, I, I just, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, I just tried to hit record and I was like, well, here's what you're not allowed to say, here's what you're allowed to say, um, and let's just talk, and I was coming up with questions right off the top of my head, but here I, like, I am prepared, I have prepared questions, I have prepared a little bio for her to say at the beginning, like, so i better do well. What are you doing? Your so, I hope you guys enjoy it, I'll see you guys. Again, at the end, I guess, because I'll probably have to record a little outro. And yeah, you guys are gonna love next week's episode, or at least one of you guys. Bye. (laughs) Hi, everyone. And now it is time for the interview with the one and only Amina Asif, but I'm gonna call her BG because that's what I call her. Uh, So a little information on her. She has completed her bachelor's in in mathematics in 2009, her master's in computer science in 2012, and once again in 2015. She completed her PhD in June of 2020 and was the only applicant in the world selected for postdoctoral research last year. She has been a university lecturer at multiple institutions since 2018 and has been a part of Fast Islamabad since August 2019 and Fast, pardon me, private research institution University in Islamabad. Her research tends to focus on applied machine learning and bioinformatics and she has worked with Dr. Jennifer Dodna on her Nobel Prize winning research on the development of a method for gene editing. Uh, She has 23 publications under her name and she is my aunt BG. Okay,
1: did I get anything wrong? <laughs> uh, yes, not exactly wrong, but uh, yeah, since this is going to be on record, so I'd, I'd like to correct you uh, on one thing. Uh, but before that, uh, thanks a lot, M, for inviting me and for uh, giving me this chance to speak to your listeners. Um, yes, you were right about me getting a postdoctoral fellowship here at uh, Warwick University. Uh, UK. However, uh, I wasn't the only one in the world. Uh, well, for this position, yes, I was selected, but there were several other positions as well. So just, just to, you know, um, correct the record. Uh, apart from that, thank you for the uh, elaborate uh, introduction, and uh, I'm really grateful for you to, uh, for you inviting me uh, to speak here. Thank you.
0: Okay, I'm going to correct that. my notes. I spent, I usually, I did an interview with my, I didn't have any notes, I just started speaking. So I don't usually do like research for this, but um, I'll write a month. And um, so, you know, I spent some time on this. Okay, so we're just gonna start with uh, a brief introduction from you because obviously I didn't cover everything. So BG, take it away.
1: Okay. So, okay. Can I know, uh, well, uh, about a little bit about my listeners that what, what sort of, um, uh, uh, you know, group of people, the, the crowd I'm, I'm talking to, like, is it, is it the teenagers like you or, or, or what? So what sort of audience am I targeting here?
0: Okay. So there are actually, very there are okay. very few listeners. I'm going to say around, seven at most there's at least one person who is okay. above the age of 65 most people are uh between the ages of i want to say in their teens to like mid 20s every everyone I everyone's a female and most of my listeners are based in the US and Canada but there's someone from the UK and okay. someone from Germany Great. as well i so,
1: get an idea thank you okay so that's what I know. um well uh, so anyway, um, so just to get started, uh, yes, uh, as you mentioned, I recently completed my Ph.D. to be accurate in, in June uh, 2020. And uh, well, my research focuses on applied machine learning and machine learning, for those of you who do not know, which uh, I expect would be uh, most of you, is a subcategory. Is is uh, subfield of uh, artificial intelligence. And artificial intelligence is basically about trying to make machines uh, the decision-making, intelligent decision-making just like uh, the humans do. And machine learning is one of the subfields where we try to make the machines do that, learn to make those decisions using existing data. So for example, if uh, you were a machine and I were to teach you what uh, an apple looks like, so I would collect many different kinds of apples and I'd show them to you and you'd learn, okay, here's a, here's what an apple looks like, uh, It's its color, its shape, its taste, and certain other features. And so, If you're given any other apple from any other part of the world, you'll now be able to recognize this as an apple. So this is the kind of stuff we want the machines to learn to. By showing them a few examples of certain things or phenomena, we want them, we want the machines to be able to, uh, you know, identify those uh, for, for 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 the points that they haven't for, for the things that they haven't seen before, so that's that's machine learning in a nutshell. There's a lot of uh, you know complicated stuff in there as well, but uh, that's the gist of it. Um, before that, by the way, uh, I must mention here. I really uh, like your uh, the phrase "almost typical brown girl," so I uh, I, I fit yeah. this explanation a uh, bit well. Uh, At least uh, when I was your age, I was the typical brown girl or atypical brown girl. Well, not almost completely typical brown girl. And there are certain, um, you know, things that we are expected to do. And there are certain, there are many good things about us, but there are certain, uh, there are certain problems too. So,
0: uh, yeah. So actually, my next question was, "What makes you an almost typical brown girl?" Okay,
1: I'm a brown girl because uh, I was born to brown parents. <laughs> I was born and raised in Pakistan. Whole of my education is from Pakistan, and that's what makes me brown girl. Uh, what makes me typical? Uh, I belong to you know uh. A very typical brown family that makes me a typical brown girl, and almost well, uh so there are certain things that are expected from uh you know people of our origin, and uh especially uh, if you're if you're a female, and once you you know, uh, do not comply with what is expected from you. Things can get a little hard. And uh, actually, that's the reason I, I uh, asked you what uh, the audience would be like and, and if, uh, you know, they can uh, relate to it or not. So if, if you want me to...
0: I know for sure. One of Sorry? No, I was saying I know for sure one of my friends, she's like my age. She's also Desi, so I am I know for sure she's okay. listening.
1: So I know at least one person is listening. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you what it was for me when I was your age. So when I was your age in the high school, like uh, just on the verge of, you know, uh, selecting what career or what field would I uh, be going to... Uh, when I was your age and in my country and and among i don't know if if it still happens or not but back then uh for females back in Pakistan, there were only a few careers that were you know uh people found them okay yeah available. like the no the the careers were available but um you know, th- there is there is a subset. Societal. Yes, yes. There's a subset that society uh, allows you to join. So, and those were the the top of the list was uh, being a doctor, a medical doctor. Yeah. And uh, if God forbid you couldn't be a medical doctor, then uh, perhaps education or teaching. And well, other fields, mm. well they were not given as much respect as, you know, medical doctors were given and so on. Uh, and this was not just for the girls, even even for the boys, although they had, you know, uh, a larger number of choices. But uh, for people of your age, the age that you are right now, there were only, you know, uh, a handful of uh, career, op- career uh you know, options that that were considered respectable by the society. And I'm going to list them there for you. Uh, Number one was doctors again. Number two was uh, engineers. Uh, Number three was, you know, joining the forces or something like that. And everything else was like, um, you know, yeah, uh, they couldn't get anywhere else. So that's what they decided to do. So things... Mm -hmm like so so mm, I know many people who who joined the fields they did for very wrong reasons i I know of some people who who were very good at mathematics but but the family pressure they uh you know it forced them to go into medicine and and they didn't like it, but back then, you were kind of supposed to do what you were told to do. The good thing about this age is that things have relaxed a bit. Uh, People have... A bit. Yes. You know, so here is the reason. Uh, People have more access to more knowledge. They they have, like, they know how, how people can contribute to the society, even if they're not doctors or engineers. There, there is other important stuff to do, and uh, parents have become a little more, um, you know, a less, a little less conservative, if if uh, I put it uh, right. So yeah, things have changed. So anyway, uh, by the way, uh, I must add here that what I am doing right now, this was not a part of some plan. It, it happened. One thing led to another, and and it kind of happened. Uh, So when I was uh, your age, my dream was to become an engineer. I was good at math, I was good at physics, and I thought I could be a fine engineer. And um, I did, in fact, apply for one uh, engineering uh, school back in the country, uh, one of the best ones there. Uh, for reasons I would not like to disclose here, I didn't join the institute. I did pass the test, but I, I uh, couldn't uh, join the institute because of some personal reasons. And here is what yeah. uh-huh. the the expectations of the society did to me then. So I, I kind of felt like a failure when uh, there was a thing I wanted to do and there was a and that thing was you know respected in in the society as well however i was not able to do it and i was doing you know some bachelors in some college and yeah i i didn't feel very good about it but you know sometimes nature has bigger plans for you so i i just as you mentioned in the beginning i uh had a bachelor's degree in mathematics and statistics. And I, I, I wasn't very, my, like, my heart wasn't too much in, in doing that. But uh, I just did that. And, well, things happened. And uh, I, I got a position in the university. And because of that, I was able to secure, uh, you know, admission in uh, one of the top ranking universities in the country for uh, masters in computer sciences. Again, this was not planned. Like, this was not part of, you know, some bigger plan where I wa- where I had, uh, you know, dreamed of being a very uh, successful researcher in computer science or something like that. No, there was no such plan. Um, after I had completed my masters, um, I spent some time at home where uh, at night I would watch movies and I would eat the whole like I would sleep or eat (laughs) the whole day and uh, my mother didn't like that very much. Uh, We used to have differences about that but uh, yeah it happened. And then I I taught at a school in fact so so you mentioned uh, me teaching at multiple universities but uh, I, I did teach at a uh, school in college too, before that, and that was a really, you know one of the experiences that taught me the most um, in my life. Uh, so have, have you ever had an experience of teaching small kids?
0: Uh, yeah, I taught uh, before the pandemic mm-hmm. began last year, so I was in grade 11, and I would teach second graders um about like islam
1: okay.
0: and it was very chaotic yes especially it since like i was the only teacher there at mm-hmm. 16 and they're like seven and they're like you know they're very disrespectful at that
1: age. <laughs> yeah
0: in the and... in the nicest way possible oh
1: yes they're they're disrespectful they're 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 not you have to be very patient with them because you know they don't mean bad They they're just kids yeah. So you know what? It's, yeah. it's really yeah. easy to teach uh, university students because they know what to like, how to how to behave in a classroom. But when you're teaching small kids, you have to teach them to behave as well as, you know, force them to learn something they're simply not willing to learn. So in, in a, in a yeah. class of like uh, 30 to 40 students, hardly three to four students are actually there to learn something. The rest are there just because their parents sent them uh, to the school. So, anyway, I yeah, I uh, taught at a school and college. And uh, I, I really um, learned a lot there. And, in fact, that was the longest job I had. I taught there for one year. The rest of my jobs, well, since I've been moving very much around, so uh, I, I uh, don't have a very long job. Uh, I I never stayed at one place for very long uh, in in my jobs. So afterwards I I, uh, joined uh, one of uh, the engineering institutes for my master's, MS, like for 18 years education. And so the point is things happen. You don't, sometimes you plan something else and things turn out to be you know at 180 degrees to what you you had planned but uh it 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 can uh, work well for you like things can turn out to be okay even if they don't go as you had planned them and
0: yeah and i think that's a good point yeah, especially like at my age where people are choosing what universities they want to go to, what they want to do in the future. Like even me, myself, and I know a lot of my friends, like they're not sure what they want to do at all. They're like, oh, you know, I could do this or I could do that. Like, um, like personally, I've applied to like a bunch of different, very different programs. So I have no idea what's going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you and just it's have to like trust what's
1: meant for you. Exactly. Exactly and and you know what uh you'll you'll see like in it's it's just a matter of you know a year or so you'll be laughing at this misery you are in right now it's 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 a big misery of of you know having to choose what to do and what not to do it's it's painful it's and and it's not just because your career depends on it being being a brown girl even if you are not exactly typical uh you you are answerable to you know uh your family and society to to a certain extent so so you have to you know keep them happy as well uh, as yeah, while doing exactly. what you want to so yeah, it's hard. But you know what? You'll be laughing at it uh, in a year or so. Because it, it's not as big a deal as it feels then. You'll, you will reach. Mm-hmm. I, I have a very firm belief in this thing. You do ultimately get what you are meant to have. Just, just stay And positive. I think you're a
0: very great example.
1: Yes, I'm telling you. So... Yes, I, I I had a point in my life where I thought, OK, yeah, I didn't get what I was striving for, what I wanted to. And yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. But you know what? After that, I got a, a position in university. I got a, you know, a president's gold medal in my master's. I was able to secure scholarships for both my uh, master's and a Ph.D., And despite having, so I I consider it uh, an achievement and, uh, you know, a really uh, great strike of luck that uh, despite having all my education from a country that is not considered very technically advanced, I was able to secure uh, a research position, a job position at at a very prestigious university uh, without, you know, having to, first get enrolled in some other educational program uh here in uk or or any other technologically advanced country so yes things did work out well uh, as compared to what uh, i had felt back then and and they do so there are ups and downs in you know everyone's life and and you have to make difficult choices uh sometimes so yeah they they if if you stay positive and you know just hope that yes it something good will come out of it it usually does sometimes it doesn't but usually it does so yeah
0: so okay my next why did you choose to like apply for like post doctoral okay. studies or like research after your phd like there's like because like it's an unconventional path to take you know like you don't when you think phd you don't think like
1: mm-hmm. oh post doctoral so research is just like is done after something... that well i think in fact you you this this was a very good question for especially uh, people of your age who are who are about to choose their career paths and what to do after they're done with you know basic their basic degrees and so so once you are in academia, like when you have joined, you know, teaching at, and research at a university or some research institute. So here is uh, what the situation is like in Pakistan. In and I and I'm being honest over here. Uh, in if if you are a, a you know university lecturer or an assistant professor there. You need to, uh, you know, have there are certain requirements that you need to fulfill to, you know, uh, improve the prospects of uh, getting promoted to the next uh, position there. Right. So to be eligible to uh, teach at a university, you're supposed to have uh, at least 18 years of education, which is equivalent to a master's. Right. But to to get promoted after that, so you're, uh, according to the latest rules there, you cannot be promoted. So after a lecturer, uh, the next position is an assistant professor. So you cannot be promoted to an assistant professor if you do not have a PhD. And, well, to be honest, if you ever ask me why I uh, got enrolled in PhD, that was the reason, because uh, I I wanted to improve my prospects of being able to stay in academia and to be able to grow there so phd was so like i had to do that if i uh had to stay in academia uh why postdoc so here in the west and and now the trend is has started to uh, you know people are starting to do this in um, back in our country too so you you're you're so not you're not supposed to be only a good teacher in, if you're in academia you need to have a good research profile too I did some research in phd but uh to be able to you know further polish my research skills I did need to be a part of of uh, a good research team so that uh, you know I at some stage in my life I'd be able to develop or or you know create my own research lab and and uh, just explore things that I that I'm interested in so these postdoctoral research positions are basically for uh, you know, allowing uh the fresh PhD graduates to be able to explore further into their uh, research areas and to get newer uh, research ideas. And uh, apart from that, it it helps them build a better research profile, which can help them grow in the field, uh, so that uh, they're able to you know, if they if they publish their result uh, sorry research in in you know, prestigious venues like journals or or good conferences, it, it helps them grow in their uh, academic jobs as well. So nowadays, if if someone is in academia, a Ph.D. is just not enough. You, you need to have a good research profile post Ph.D. as well. So that's the reason for um, the postdoctoral research part. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Uh, Yes, I can hear you. Hello?
0: Wait, can you hear me now uh, yes I
1: can hear you now
0: okay I got I don't know what happened I got cut off there for a second you were talking Thanks. about
1: so <laughs> I, I told you about <laughs> I, I I I spoke for a while about uh, why I uh, chose this postdoctoral research position after right PhD. But, well well
0: building your research
1: profile and yes and and you know so 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 just having so here are if, if i'm to summarize that uh, here are the two basic reasons number one uh, to to further polish my research skills so you so uh, i can i can explore in further depth uh, the areas i'm interested in and the other thing is definitely well, it's it's uh, related to the first one. It, it would help me. I expect that it would help me uh, improve my research profile, and that would in return, uh, you know, improve the prospects for me uh, in in academia when when I oh, join nice. my job. Back.
0: So you're looking to. I'm am not sure if this is a concept in Pakistan because like I've never I've not done a year of education there. So, is there like
1: the concept of tenured professors uh well, not exactly in the sense that you have there in Canada and America uh the position that I have right now, you can say that i do I do have tenure like it's 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 a permanent job so i I don't have to you know wait for like it's not a yearly contract for me uh, at the moment but yet yes to to be able to you know. Uh, grow and and to be promoted to the next uh, step uh, i i do need uh, you know certain things in my research profile and uh, having better research publications and more research publications is definitely one of those uh, the next step would be to you know uh, apply for grants from different institutions to develop labs and you know hire students and uh, train them and so on Interesting. Okay.
0: So what would you say is the biggest challenge you've ever faced? Just in general, in general.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, but I'm, I'm being honest here. This actually is the biggest challenge that uh, I have faced. Um, I like what I do. I am like not very bad at it either but uh, i'm a very lazy person i don't like to you know and I'm, I'm not one of those very i'm not one of those people with a very intense passion uh who would work you know uh, pull all nighters and and you know keep working on some stuff until they get uh results out of it no i'm not like that and i'm i'm i can be quite lazy like, I can, to give you an example, I can lie down and stare at the ceiling for, you know, hours and, and it wouldn't bother me. I, I can stay that way for as much as I want. So that's not, uh, why is that a very big challenge? Because that's not the trait, uh, you'd, you'd look for in, in a successful academic. Things have been working out for me, thankfully, but, um, uh, <laughs> It it can be challenging if you're a lazy person.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. I mean I wouldn't say I'm lazy, but I procrastinate a lot. So like my comments yeah, just progress- there
1: and I just go <laughs> it. <laughs> so procrastination is well uh, one of the ways laziness manifests itself. In in my opinion. I may be wrong. So that's that's how things can be. And yeah, uh, there, there is one other challenge, too. Like, um, I, I do get uh, bored of things very easily. I cannot, like, and, and I have uh, the attention span of a two-year-old. Like, I cannot concentrate on one thing for more than, you know, five minutes or so. And that's not good when, when you have to, you know, code very long scripts for some experiments to run. And and um, yeah, that has been a challenge. And uh, another thing that has been uh, well, uh, that has caused certain problems for me is that um, I cannot memorize things. I I have a very poor memory. So if if you teach me something and I get the gist of it, I get the idea of it. I'll I'll be able to explain it to someone else. But I won't be able to remember the exact words or if there is something to, to memorize about it. And that's, that kind of causes certain problems, in, especially when you're in a uh, Pakistani education system.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm the same. And my mom's always saying, like, even there, I feel like that's why I'm bad at biology, because most of it is memorization-based. yes. yes.
1: Yes. And your mom has a very good memory. So, yeah, yeah. That she can't understand. She doesn't... She, she she can't relate to this problem.
0: Yeah. No, I'm exactly the same as you. I'm, like, lazy. I have terrible memory. I have a very short attention span. And if you even, uh, like, Vijay, if you listen to the rest of this podcast, you will see that, like, I'm talking about something one minute and then I completely mm-hmm. change my focus.
1: Yeah, so... so if- I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So, if if that's what ha- happens to you as well, I would recommend going to a field where, uh, you know, mem- memorizing things is not a big deal.
0: And that's why I don't want to become a doctor.
1: <laughs> I, I get that. You know what? I I get that, and I I'd support that if if you, uh, if that actually happens to you because you know th- there's if if you can be a better something else then why be uh, you know uh, you you, won't, you no one would want their doctor to just you know stare uh, in in the void remembering names of the medicines i should recommend to this person like yeah exactly so yeah if if that's a problem yeah you wouldn't want the straight in your doctors no one would yeah
0: exactly yeah Yeah.
1: so or 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 maybe
0: sorry uh you go ahead i i was moving on to the next part but go ahead
1: i i I was just you know thinking about what if a surgeon just just forgets about something in a, you know an open heart surgery or something like that you wouldn't want that so so it's it's exactly and, and you know it's it's a very big part of growing up as a person you are to you know uh, know and acknowledge your own limitations that's that's one of the major steps in you know growing from uh, a kid to an actual adult, an actual functioning adult. Interesting.
0: All right, so you mentioned you're very lazy. Um, what would you say keeps you motivated to do work? because like you have to do it at the end of the day like you can just not do it.
1: Yes, so I'm lazy. But uh, one thing that uh, I think my parents, especially my mother, uh, you know, is responsible for this, and that is uh, I have been trained to be a very um, fair person uh, in terms of you know both financial matters and moral matters. So I'm a lazy person, but if I am being paid to perform a certain task I, I will do that i i won't so it would be uh, because of procrastination and you know just sitting on the task for a long time uh, it would make it would make it very hard for me to you know just finish it on time but i would make sure that i do finish it in time so it's it's kind of uh, so my laziness makes me you know procrastinate on certain stuff and on the other hand, uh, this, uh, you know, conscience, uh, overly active conscience, it would keep on poking uh, that, yes, it's, it's your responsibility. You have committed, uh, you, you have a commitment to fulfill and uh, it's just not fair if you don't uh, do it on time and so on. And that's the stuff that keeps, uh, you know, laziness under check uh, to some extent at least and, and keeps things going.
0: Okay, I feel like I'm the yes. same like I see and I feel yes. like this is cuz you have to do it at the end of the day, right? Like you can't just not, you know, submit it your work exactly. or
1: not do your work Exactly. Exactly. So your job so there is you uh, have to do it, so I have, you have to, to do at do the it. end of the day where if I'm earning even even a single, you know, rupee or, or pound nowadays, uh, I I have to feel justified and and I have to feel that I deserved it because otherwise I won't be comfortable and I wouldn't be able to sleep properly. And and I love to sleep. And I can't risk it for uh, anything at all. So, and the other thing as well, uh, like I told you, both in financial as well as moral matters, uh, if if I have made a commitment with someone and I do not fulfill it, I I do feel really really bad about it. So I try to uh, avoid that as much as possible. And just as an example, we were supposed to do it yesterday, and and uh, I had a, a meeting. And you know what? I, I kept thinking about it till late at night that uh, I, I shouldn't have. This is the first time you had asked me for something and, and I hadn't done it. Uh, so I wasn't very comfortable. And
0: Literally, it's no big deal. I, I, I'm I very like, you, you actually, at least you did it today. Like when I was doing the one with my mom, we did it the night before the episode was supposed to go out and she's like she's just always so busy and we
1: never had a chance but like no you know, i like get that it i right get that and, and, that and i'm Tuesday, uh, really so grateful for that but like the uh life. the point i'm trying to make is that since i had made a commitment and i hadn't fulfilled it yeah it was it was it commitment, kept on poking yeah. me the whole night uh well folks from the inside i'm sorry the, okay. Did you sleep well though? Uh, yeah, I I I slept. Uh, but it was did like well? whenever I'd wake up, you know, in the, in the middle of the night, and and I, uh, you this whole commitment was one of the things that I was thinking about, and and I have to you know get back to you on this, so that's. That's the kind of person I am, and actually, it it does get sometimes yeah. uncomfortable, but that's what's uh, keeping you know laziness and uh, that procrastination in check. So I think it's it's working for the best. It's worth
0: it. So what? Okay. So how is it? so? I know you worked with like a bunch of different. Like I was going through your uh, Google Scholars. Page, mm-hmm. And I know you've worked with all these like really different researchers and different people on your research papers and stuff. So how would um, you say is your experience working
1: with So them? I, I must mention here that uh, during my PhD, my uh, research supervisor, uh, he actually, I owe being able to do what I have done up until now in, uh, in my research career uh, to him. He has been very supportive and, and very patient with me uh, at times too, and he is one of the reasons I was able to, you know, pull off so many collaborations. And most of most of these publications that you mentioned, they have been during my PhD. Uh, it's so it was it was nice and it was. Um, it's not very usual to develop so many collaborations during your PhD, but uh, I was able to do it, and, and I uh, give the credit, most of it, to, to to my PhD supervisor. And the work with um, Dr. Jennifer Dudna's lab uh, is a part of that. And here is how it happened. So one day we were discussing about... Um, this cool gene editing system, uh, Dr. Jennifer Dudna had had discovered and has had been working on, and so it's basically to put uh, to put it simply, it's system. It's it's a genetic scissors that can uh, help perform, uh, you know, gene editing in a living cell. So. Yes, I'm talking about CRISPR-Cas9, exactly. So you're talking about CRISPR-Cas9, right? So, okay, now if you have something that you can use to edit the DNA, you would also want to ensure that the changes happen exactly at the sites you are, you're interested in modifying. There are no off-target effects. And so for that, they did need a mechanism which could ensure uh if if they wanted a certain part or of, of the of the gene to uh you know not be edited to have a control over that as well and there is another interesting phenomena that they observed in in uh, certain bacteria that uh there were certain okay um I shouldn't go into into too much detail uh, about about the uh, biology stuff, but anyway, they did discover certain proteins called the anti-CRISPR proteins that could inhibit the uh, you know the, uh, the yes functionality or, or CRISPR systems
0: functionality.
1: So now at the at the time that we had. Uh, read about it it was back in i guess 2017 or so there were only a handful of uh, you know known anti-crispr proteins and there was a growing interest in in you know identifying new anti-crispr proteins because they are working on uh, developing uh, you know gene editing systems that are effective and they don't have many off-target effects and in which way they have control over what parts to edit and what not to edit. So what we did was uh, we used machine learning to develop a system to identify, you know, anti-crispr proteins. So if if you give a, a bunch of proteins to this system, it would rank it. In the order of uh, the anti-CRISPR behavior it expects from them. And we applied some concepts of machine learning to build that system. Uh, I won't bore you with too many details, but one of uh, the major challenges that we faced in developing the system was that there were only a handful of known anti-CRISPRs then. And uh, machine learning systems, since these systems are based on uh, learning from data, so having a large amount of data is critical to, to the performance of these systems. But we didn't have a lot of data. So that was one of the biggest challenges in the uh, project. And one of the good things was that uh, the proteins that our system had um, identified, it, our system uh, led to the discovery of three new anti-CRISPR proteins. They they validated the predictions in the lab, and uh, that's what the publication that uh, is about. Uh, how a machine learning system, uh, you know, uh, shortlisted a set of uh, potential anti-CRISPR proteins, and when they validated those proteins, they actually got three new anti proteins out of it. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, a success story. Yes, and so, oh, and, and here that. is uh, something interesting. So with every passing day, the exact, uh, you know, boundary among different fields is just vanishing. So this is one of the examples of a cross-disciplinary work. Uh, I was a computer scientist. My PhD supervisor was a computer scientist, but the rest of those guys were, uh, you know, biologists. And, or biochemists, exactly. So they told us about the problem they are interested to solve. We talked about it. We tried to learn more and more as much as possible we could about the problem. And then we developed a system that might uh, help them. And it actually did. So it was uh, it was a good experience and, uh, you know, especially uh, the fact that uh, I was from, uh, you know, uh, a university in Pakistan and I was a PhD student. I wasn't a very, you know, established uh, researcher, but uh, those those people had a very professional attitude. And even Doctor Dude. Now, when when my PhD supervisor approached him with uh, the idea of you know developing this machine learning system, she was very helpful and um, she encouraged it a lot, and she just uh, put us through with all uh, you know the people in her lab who were re- working on this stuff, and and it was a great collaboration. Uh, you know, so it, the point is. If, if you can think about it, take an action, uh, things have a potential to, to work out well. And especially in this case, it did. So yeah, it, it was it was a very nice experience. I think I really liked, liked how you brought up the fact that, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like my...
0: my everyone's mm-hmm. vacuuming upstairs right now okay, so that's why it's very noisy um you mentioned that like the boundaries between the different fields are disappearing i think that's like a really important thing to know like you can't be completely in one field like that's just because like whatever research is happening has to be multidisciplinary you can't just be a doctor like there's exactly. Um, Elements
1: of Especially right now, it. you can't be. So, uh, when I was your age, so you had to choose yeah. between either going for biology or mathematics. Uh, so you couldn't have both biology and mathematics. So you could either go for pre-medical or pre-engineering. But nowadays, it's it's very important for, you know, I'll, I'll for example, I'll give you an example. Um, the oncologists, when they are uh, trying to, you know, uh, decide about what therapy to give to their patients, they have to do a lot of, uh, you know, statistical analysis. Because up until now, even today, no one knows 100% about cancers. They don't know about all the causes. They don't know about how it would progress they don't know about with absolute certainty whether a treatment would be effective or not so it's it's all about you know making decisions based on on the statistics on the data they already have and so you you need to know certain level of statistics to be able to make those decisions similarly um i know about this this person, uh, he's he's a medical doctor. He's a, he's an oncologist, and he programs his own machine learning systems. He wants to to work on. So, and also you know with with increase in uh, the data that we are generating these days, you cannot handle it manually. You you need to be able to. Uh, you know, program stuff and and to be able to uh, perform all sorts of mathematics over it to make sense of it. So those days have long gone uh, when uh, the medical doctors or biologists could uh, you know do okay without having any concepts of uh, you know programming or or mathematics or uh, any any such thing. You you do need to have. Uh, different, uh, you know, expertise in, in many different areas to be able to successful in um, any one of them. Yeah, I
0: agree. Especially, like, I remember when I was in grade nine, so this was, like, four years ago, my math teacher told me that, like, if she, whatever you're doing you need to know a bit of coding or a
1: bit of computer science like it's very yes it is based. yes it is so if Especially you can program well so. nowadays you you're you're like uh the only thing between you and uh being a data scientist or being uh, a a good potential machine learning engineer is uh to be able to program i'm not using the word code I'm using the word program. Uh, so programming involves both problem solving and then being able to code it into a programming language. If you have these two skills, uh, there's there's a great potential for you in in data sciences and and relevant fields.
0: Interesting. So, um, alright. Okay. Uh, the interview is sure. going to get pretty sure. light from here. There's a, just like one or two more deep questions and then it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, what would you say is your That's biggest fear? That's
1: an interesting question. <laughs> uh, okay, I fear a life without parents. So I uh, I'm not living with them right now. I have been uh, in the hostels and away from home for quite a while, but uh, knowing that they're there and and uh, I, I talk to my mother very often, and sh- so she has to know every day if if I have uh, woken up and uh, everything has been fine, and if I did go to bed feeling all fine. Uh, that so, so I have to tell it to her, and sometimes like. Um, I get a little scared of, you know, what if they're not there?
0: I feel like they're even. Oh, oh hi. hi. Kind of in the way here. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like this is a very like mm-hmm. valid fear as well. Like stop it. Even like for yeah. us and even for my so, mom. it's the same thing.
1: And and that's something that you cannot control, the both the fear or what, what is supposed to happen. But uh, yeah, it's sometimes uh it it would happen to you at the you know middle of the night or even you're you know watching TV or or doing something really it it can just you know uh, pop up in your mind at any any time this way and, and it would give you you know shivers and <laughs> okay
0: wow this next question is going to be very awkward now uh...
1: what do you like to do in your free time there was like hobbies, a time when whatever. i used to read a lot but uh, i haven't been able to do that uh, very much since i uh, you know got enrolled into phd um i i watch a lot of movies and you know tv series uh i uh, and and sleeping yes i like to sleep a lot like it's it's i don't know i don't know if it can be counted as hobby but for <laughs> me it it is Like, I I sleep every chance I I get, whether I am sleepy or not.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, (laughs) My mom makes me sleep a very strict bedtime, especially since the school year right now. So, like, you have to be in bed by, like, 10, and you have to wake up at 7. I have to wake up at 7. Seven fifty, but like from next nice. this week. I feel for
1: That's gonna be terrifying.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, what so, do you recommend?
1: Have you watched Breaking Bad or TV series? Okay, so no, um, I'm not into uh, super violent or or that stuff, but uh, I like I like good stories with you know uh, good morals and and especially the ones in which you know the bad guys uh, get treated right at the end. I I don't like uh, uh, to watch something that that reinforces uh, you know bad behavior in the community, but uh, I I like to watch. Uh, sometimes all i want to watch is is a light comedy so uh, i'll i'll you know even sometimes i i, wa- I rewatch uh some things i i like uh, there's this one series called uh frasier it's it's an old comedy series it's in it was in uh late 90s and early 2000s but uh, i i really like it and sometimes when i just want to watch anything light i oh, just play it and uh, apart from that, um well yes, I, I like thrillers, I like action movies and but not with a lot of violence, like with you know as long as the story is good and yeah, stuff like that. I like I I just oh, uh, there's there's a movie I watched today and it was it was a fun watch, uh, fun. the trial of the Chicago Seven. So it was it was based on a real event and uh, yes that's that's one of the categories I really like the ones based on real events because they kind of you know give you hope about uh, when when the times get tough. So there are some nice lessons in there.
0: Okay, Uh, so now we are going to... I have like, I want to say like 10, 15 would-you-rather questions.
1: Okay.
0: So I'm going to ask you the question and you're going to answer without thinking, okay? Would you rather get Mm -hmm. to witness something once in your lifetime that few others will ever see or get to witness something once in your lifetime that many others have seen?
1: Because then I'll be able to... uh... So, so I can uh, hear for for about the thing that many others have seen from a lot of people, but there is not a bigger chance, a big chance of, uh, you know, uh, the the event that only a few people have seen, uh, for me to come across them and and them telling me. So, yeah, the few ones.
0: Would you rather have a job that pays seventy dollars an hour but lets you work from home? Or a job that pays hundred dollars an hour, but requires you to be uh, I'm physically sorry, lost present. You? Would you rather have a job that pays mm-hmm. seventy dollars an hour, okay. but lets you work from home, or a job that pays hundred dollars an hour? But yeah, I'll take you to be the hundred dollars
1: that requires to be physically present, not because uh, it it uh, pays me more. Uh, that's that would just be an additional perk, uh, but because it's it's. Uh, it's easier for, it's, it's easier to make me work uh, on site. Uh, I'm, I'm a lazy person. You don't want me anywhere near the bed uh, during working hours. It, it, it's so tempting and, and I just want to go and sleep.
0: Would you rather have a peaceful existence where you've never had to worry about any troubles or a
1: more normal... I'd rather have a peaceful life, if by peace we mean internal peace and, you know, satisfaction and contentment of heart. Hmm.
0: Internal. Interesting. Would you rather have to live the rest of your life in, like, the wilderness... Or the rest of your okay, life that's a hard jail.
1: one. Uh, I I think uh, well, it depends the kind of jail it is. But to be safe, I'll I'll say wilderness. Well, but if if it's a jail with all all the facilities, then perhaps <laughs> a jail wouldn't be too bad, too bad an idea. But yeah, wilderness. <laughs> Hello. Hello.
0: Okay, can I be heard now? Oh, yes. Okay. So, uh would you rather have your entire lifetime of experience like your entire converted into mm-hmm. into a movie that you can watch whenever you want or into a book that can be read and interpreted by by anyone?
1: Yeah, I don't think it would be a very interesting book or movie but um I'd I'd rather have it converted into a book. It wouldn't be very interesting but but a book
0: uh would you rather live in a world with no disease or in a world mm-hmm. where there's income equality?
1: Um I guess it would be no disease?
0: No disease. Interesting. Okay, uh just two more. Would you rather okay. live in a future take everything too seriously? Or a future mm-hmm. where people don't take anything seriously?
1: Uh, Okay. I'd rather go with people who don't take anything seriously. Because people who take everything too seriously, they not only make their own lives miserable, they make people around them miserable as well. So... Yeah, people who, who don't care for anything, So they, since all of the people would be like that, so no one would care and everyone would be happy.
0: <laughs> all right, last one. Would you rather spend a week with someone you really admire or with someone mm-hmm. whose company you really enjoy?
1: Oh, I definitely enjoy. Okay. Fine. Because I, 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 I told you, you, I get bored very easily. And uh, yeah. it definitely has to be someone whose company I enjoy. Exactly.
0: Okay. Uh, so, okay. So, have you heard of TikTok?
1: Uh. Yes, I have heard of it and I have seen a few clips, but I'm not sure how exactly it works.
0: Okay. Would you, I feel like, because I feel like you're very interesting and you have like a lot of very interesting things to say. Would you ever consider like making a TikTok and being a TikToker?
1: Uh no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, what is your I updated... Sorry. Oh no, continue. So I haven't you know updated my Facebook page for I think uh like five years or so. Uh, I'm I'm not too much into social media.
0: Oh. Okay. Alright, what is your ideal pet? Or would you even have a pet?
1: Okay. Uh. I find cats cute, but they're very high maintenance. So anything that, uh, you know, doesn't uh, eat very frequently or poop very frequently would be an ideal pet. So again, because I'm a lazy person. So (laughs) it it, it has to be something like that. But yeah, I I like looking at cats. They're cute.
0: (laughs) All right. So this is actually a special request. Like I asked my family what i should ask you and so somebody whose name i will not disclose asked if you can help us convince my mom to get Mm -hmm. a cat because we really want a cat so would you do that for us
1: sure i'll try my best
0: (laughs) but you can't be like yo you know like she said that i have to help them so let's go
1: Mm -hmm.
0: has to be like slick
1: OK, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in some stuff like, uh, you know, it's good for sci- it's, it's good according to psychological research and, you know, <laughs> make stuff up. And, uh, yes.
0: Yes. You
1: know, All right, what do you
0: miss most about Pakistan?
1: Oh, I am. That's that's an easy question. I miss being able to eat anything from any place I, I walk in uh, out in the street. Uh, because of uh, you know the the halal restrictions we have.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good answer. What was your first impression of England?
1: It's it's very clean. It's green. Uh, people are very polite, but uh, it's really wet and sad and rainy all the time.
0: Yeah, I've heard it's always like the weather's always yeah. terrible there.
1: Yeah so so I have I I used to love rainy weather but I have had my fill you know <laughs> You're just sick of it now Oh yes so it's it's like you know loving chocolate I I love chocolates I like I eat them a lot but yeah I wouldn't want one for all three meals of the day mm. So it's it's the same with the rain I I just found out yeah. about it. so yeah. Well, I haven't had friends. a chance so to, you, you know, on... explore the area much because of the lockdown, but uh, I do intend to, you know, travel a bit to see what it's like here.
0: Oh. You have four siblings. Yes. Two brothers, two sisters. Yes. Who would you say is your favorite out of them?
1: Oh, my younger brother. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So, okay. so uh, uh, one of the major reasons is that uh, since you're you're, you're the, closest you know in age. yeah we we are closest in age and we there was a lot of stuff that only the two of us uh, had to go through the others uh, weren't there so yeah
0: mm. okay and, and he's uh, nice <laughs> yeah
1: I asked my
0: mom the same question and she mm-hmm. doesn't answer ever not once so
1: Uh, Yeah, she perhaps perhaps she's she doesn't want to you know hurt anyone yeah so i will ask her again (laughs) don't worry oh they're 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 always favorites so you know it's if if someone Mm -hmm. says no i don't have a favorite well uh i don't believe them
0: yeah exactly that's what i said to her and she's like do you have a favorite and i said yeah Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, yeah and and, and so you have to, so no, there's there's this one point they need to understand. There's a difference between loving and having a favorite. I love all four of them. I'd do anything in the world for them. But favorite is the one that I feel the most comfortable with. And and that's oh, my younger brother. So, right, so, so it's,
0: finally.
1: Sure. Well, did
0: you enjoy this?
1: Yes, in fact, uh, I, I liked uh so so since I'm living alone here, it's it's fun having someone to talk to. So it it was you a fun know experience.
0: Whenever you're bored, just text me, and you can be on the next episode, whatever.
1: Sure, sure. That that's a fun idea. I'll definitely do that.
0: Okay. Uh, any advice to listeners or people who want to like pursue computer science or who are unsure about like people who want to do a PhD, postdoc, just any advice in general?
1: Uh, The general advice to anyone uh, of specifically your age or, you know, close to your age is just don't take things to your heart even if they do not turn out as you want them to. Uh, Ultimately all will be fine. This simply won't matter in, in a year or so. And do not choose a field for the wrong reasons. In fact, do not do anything in life for the wrong reasons. And by wrong reasons, I mean reasons like um, you know, a, a competition with someone or uh, you know, trying to let someone down. If, if that's where the motivation is coming from, that's a wrong reason. And you won't like it in the longer run. Uh, The reason I I specifically chose this example was um, it, it happens. It happens more than we'd like to admit. So choose what you feel good about, what you feel comfortable with, what you feel at home with. And you'll be able to excel in it. And it's okay to be, to be even moderately good at things. You don't have to be the best always because trying to be the best is, can be tiring and can be frustrating. So give it your best and it's, it's okay even if you are, you know, moderately good at something. Things, things do work out in the end. Just keep your intentions good and everything will work out. Uh, As for computer scientists, if you have uh, good mathematical and programming skills, computer science is the field for you. And uh, the subfields like uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning and data science, they are the fields of the day. They are the top paying jobs of the day. So, yeah, you might uh, want to, you know, um, explore these fields as potential careers. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like
0: to say?
1: Oh, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. And I just noticed it's, it's been uh, more than an hour and it didn't feel this long, uh, surprisingly. Uh, for, for a person with an oh, within attention span that I have, it's, it's you know, it's a miracle. <laughs> so, okay. it was, Thank you fun. so much for
0: being on. I had fun nice. too. I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for saying yes. I was so scared when I asked you. I was like, I wonder if she'll <laughs> say yes. Like, maybe she's oh, busy. No. But uh, I said yes. I'm so glad you had a good time. Whenever you want to come on. Like, I'm not even joking. Just be like, yo, I want to come on. And I'll be like, okay, let's do this. Sure. Um,
1: Thanks a lot. I So I I wish you all the best. I wish, I hope you, you uh, excel in what you do and you achieve great success in your life. And most importantly, leave a happy and content life. That's what I wish for you. All the best.
0: Thank you so much. Same here. You're like, I know you're going to like, even right now, what you're doing is so like inspiring, like, like, whenever, like, even my mom brings you up a lot. She's like, look at what Viji's doing. Like, look at how smart she is. And I'm like, okay, mama, thank you. But, yeah, you're honestly a great role model. And I appreciate that. So, thank
1: you. Um, okay, thank you for for uh, making me feel good. I really, uh, uh, I'm, I'm honored. And thank you.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, okay, so bye. Elafis. Okay, bye-bye.
1: Nice talking to you. Bye-bye, Elafis. Bye.
0: So I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. It's very loud here, so I apologize. Uh, I know this episode was longer than usual, but it's really great. So yeah.